Welcome to the Building Life Youth Podcast, the show where we talk to young builders to find out what makes them tick. Tonight I'm going to let my co-host Mark Haystick introduce our guest. So without further ado, please welcome Mark. Hi everyone, this week we have a returning guest, Zach Simpson, who's one of the Building Life Podcast's ambassadors, and is going to chat to us a bit about some of his recent building expeditions he's been up to. So Zach, welcome back to the Building Life Youth Podcast. Yeah, how's it, Mark? Um, it's really great to be back and share what I've been up to lately and what I've seen. Oh, thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, I like it, man. It's good to speak to you. Okay, so for those who haven't listened to the previous podcast with you, uh, where are you based? Which area? Um, okay, so I'm sort of based in Durban. Uh, I go to school at Westville Boys High. Uh, so we rent a home in Westville. And then my dad is a farmer in Harding, which is two hours from from Durban. So I sort of grow, I've grown up here, and I'm currently on the farm. On it's a weekend, so I come back on weekends and holidays if I'm not birding somewhere or got school commitments. So yeah, it's really get the get the both the best of both worlds. Oh, I like that. That's cool. Nice way to spend the weekend. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so recently you went on an exciting pelagic or uh, KZN. What did that produce? Yeah, so I mean, uh, I was keeping tabs on that cyclone Eloise and it got me quite excited. I was dreaming up of all the potential pelagic species that could be seen at the moment, sort of further south. And then I found out that Neil Perrins with Busted Birding were doing some pelagics, so I quickly got onto one of those. And it it started off quite slow. We, the first bird was quite far out. We saw European storm petrel, which was a lifer for me. Uh, then we got later on on a, on a chum, we managed to get a Cory Shearwater came through, just gave a little glimpse and then headed off, which was a Kaiser lifer. And then just, just before we were about to leave, we, I was sitting there and there was a group of, of common and Arctic terns feeding on the, on the chum. And I saw this darker bird coming in and, with, I've got sooty turns on my mind, so I thought, okay, well, maybe it's a juvenile sooty turn. So I didn't have my binoculars, so I photographed the thing, zoomed in, and I saw it was a breeding turn. So I thought, okay, maybe a breeding common or a breeding Antarctic, just not where it's supposed to be at the moment. And so I shouted breeding common, a breeding turn. Anyway, people started photographing, and then Neil Perrins got quite excited. So, like, you know, the adrenaline was up, like, what the heck is this bird? And we only managed to confirm much later on, but it turned out to be the fourth record for Southern Africa, white cheek turn. So that was really awesome. It was Neil, Neil Perrins's 900 species for Southern Africa. So it was a really awesome pelagic, a really great way to get his 900 species. But then three days later, I was sitting at home and someone said a photograph and said, hey, look at this bird. And I thought, geez, that looks a bit like the white cheek turn and was confirmed later by Rock Jumper and some of their guys, that it was indeed the white cheek turn. We're not sure if it was the same individual, most likely. And I managed to spend a couple hours there on like three different days meeting people. I met Trevor Hardecker and Garrett Skeed and all these awesome people and really got some time to watch the bird and enjoy it. That was really, really cool. Yeah, that's a flipping awesome bird to find. Well done. That's, that's crazy awesome. Um, yeah, I guess rarities is a place to get to see all the big shots. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's really cool. Yeah, I like that. So, 
uh, you recently went on a birding expedition to uh, Saint Lucia. Tell us a bit about what you uh, what you saw then, uh, how that how that uh, went about. Yeah, so we headed up on a Friday afternoon. We left Durban at around sort of quarter past six, so we really did leave it late. But then we sort of headed up, and before Saint Lucia, there's a there's a turn that you can take off to sort of take a back road into Saint Lucia. And we were heading along that road and we flashed a nightjar, which seemed to be a female square-tailed nightjar, but we didn't confirm it. And then we got to this one bridge and it had been washed away from the recent flooding and raining. So we had to turn around and go right back onto the highway and sort of get back onto our main road. And then we managed to get onto the sturt and we flashed another nightjar, sort of flew right near the car and sort of fluttered in the light and then sort of landed again and then flew off. And it was a male um, square tails, which was a case in life for me, which was really, you know, really cool. And then we were sort of headed back to accommodation, we're headed to accommodation Seleucia. And the next morning we were up early at the estuary and with no time we had found the Sudi turn, which was really cool. Unfortunately, not a lifer. And then the, it was really cool. There were about a thousand, two and a half thousand turns there. The turn is there at the moment is absolutely colossal. Unfortunately, it was on the other side of the estuary, so we of the of the mouth, so we couldn't, you know, get close and get good visuals. But I did get to see a great sand pl- uh, great sand plover, which was there, which was also another lifer. Um, later, yeah. yeah, later on that afternoon, we were in um, Cape Vado and the eastern shores, and we got a message to say that Declan Jordan and his father had found a steppy eagle in Pongola. So we like. Cancel accommodations in Lucia, booked accommodation in Pongola, and off we went. We were really pushing it. It was pouring with rain, and sort of we had like half an hour, 20 minutes. As we got there, we shot into the reserve, just managed to get this cracker caged in bird, which is a step eagle. Um, yeah, so it was really cool. And the next morning, we, we woke up, um, sort of did a bit of birding, full of lifers. We were hoping to see Montague's Harrier, which was seen – there are a few, well, that, that day that we had got there and got the step eagle. So we we're hoping to see them there, but unfortunately nothing. Um, but we did pick up some really cool birds, um, common cuckoo, which was a laugh for me. Um, and then we managed to see um, my 500 species for KZN, which was a dusky lark. So that was really cool to get. Um, we also got shikra, which is a pretty rare KZN bird. Um, but, yeah, it really turned out to be a fantastic um, weekend of birding. Yes, uh, that sounds fantastic. Our usual birding expedition turns into a, <laughs> a crazy, yeah, crazy little expedition, I guess. Yeah, yes, no, but well done on that 500 species. That is epic. Uh, thanks, man. It must have been a super exciting day uh, with all those uh, rarities and special birds. Uh, I like it. Um, but so. What is the what are the usual birding areas that you go to, and uh, what are what are the, what are the habitats like? Because uh, me sitting here in the garden roots, I've never been to KZN as a birder. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of curious as to what it's like there. So, what are your usual birding areas like? Uh, yeah. So in the last sort of month or so, I haven't done uh, two or three months. I haven't done much birding sort of in Durban itself, but Durban sort of. Got a mixed variety, so there's quite a few estuaries, and there's the harbour, which is quite nice. Um, obviously, we had the white cheek turn on one of the estuaries, 
Harbour's always got um, quite a few gulls and that, so you're always looking for the odd the odd one out. And and then there's lots of forest, and it's often quite nice to bird where there's a bit of forest and grassland and dispersed and that, and you pick up some nice things there. Um, heading up into Zululand at the moment, it is so wet, so there are just puddles of water and pans are all full, um, so it's really nice. Um, lots of sand forest up there, grassland. So it's, it's really, really top birding at the moment. It's hoping with this rain that it's going to bring down some some rarities like potentially a striped crake into KZN or, you know, an olive beater or long-toed lapwing. You know, you just never know with all these flooded grasslands all over the show. Yeah, long-toed lapwing, I would be hoping for. It's a crazy yeah. uh, I actually went to go twitch that one in Cape Town the day after it was seen. Uh, but yeah, crazy stuff. So... I mean, awesome. the effects of that cyclone might not be over yet. So, yeah, all thumbs, I guess. And as you said... Yeah, there's another big storm up there at the moment. It's, you know, it's huge amounts of rain, big winds and that. So, it's still going to be bringing birds down. So, let's hope that we get some good things. Yeah, I just hope so. And, uh, yeah, as you said, keep an eye open. Just be aware of... Uh, just keep, you know, scanning as to, you know... Um, see what looks abnormal and maybe there's something uh, rare in the mix there. So yeah, checking every species, every common species for the odd one out, checking every squacko for a Malagasy pond heron or you just never know. Yeah, and the, yeah, I'd have to learn the differences for that because that's such subtle differences. But yeah, exactly. You, you mentioned earlier um, when you were chatting about how you found, uh, was it a pectoral sandpiper, did you say? Yeah, that was sort of in the later part of last year. Yeah, I was birding on the farm. There's a big dam here. It's called the Harding Dam. Um, and there were some nice mud banks showing. And I managed to – I was just sort of driving along, and I saw this bird out of the corner of my eye, and I just carried on driving. And then I thought, hang on, let me just see. Just sort of reversed. And I looked at this bird, and I was like, oh, flip. I think that's a pectoral sandpiper. And I was pretty sure, got it confirmed. It was quite nice. The next day I had like 10 guys come down and see it. So that was my first sort of rarity that I'd found. And it was quite cool because that was the the first record of that species in Southern Africa that year. So it was really awesome. Sure. Like, a, yeah, it just shows uh, what can happen when you look out for rarities. You know, not, not, yeah. not specifically hoping, but uh, if you keep an eye out, you know what you're looking for. It's yeah, likely, always. It's more likely that you will find the special, special bird in the area. But that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, surround off. Uh, what is a rarity that you are hoping will pitch up in the subregion sometime soon that you would really like to see? Yeah. Well, um, I really love sort of thinking about rarities, trying to guess what's going to pitch up. It's funny enough that Suti girl. I had long dreamed about a sooty gull coming into the subregion, and I was always going to, you know, I said, if a sooty gull pitches up, I'm going to go for it. And I was so frustrated when I found out that a sooty gull had been seen at St. Lucia, and the news had come four days late. And like that for me was just like hard wrenching, and there was nothing to be found. And then it was found down in Kamath, a little bit far, unfortunately. Um, hopefully, it'll make its way back up into KZN. But, I mean, I'm like, 
always optimistic, like maybe one day, like an upland sandpiper or a stilt sandpiper, you know, or finding a, a solitary sandpiper, you know, just endless possibilities. Can't wait for one of those guys to pitch up. And hopefully I'll get to twitch it. So we'll really, really would be nice. Awesome. And I guess the, the way that that will happen is if yeah, people like you keep your eyes open as to what that interesting looking way there might be instead of just, you know, brushing it aside as a normal uh, local bird. I mean, yeah, uh, definitely. Just going going back to how Justin and myself found those buckbirds and sandpipers, we had no idea what they were. I got it until, until we had a look at the guide, but what we did know was it was something that we had never seen before. So mm. I guess that's yeah, that's a good uh, lesson to learn to know what you know what's supposed to be in the area, and then that way, if there is something abnormal, you will notice the difference, and that way I'll be able to see. Uh, Less kind of dirty the area. Yeah. Cool, man. Awesome. Um, thanks. Okay, Zach. Uh, thanks for the chat. That was really interesting. Got some interesting uh, tips and tricks for, for, for that chat. Uh, really pre- uh, I really appreciate you being on the podcast again. Yeah, thanks so much, Mark. I really enjoy being here. I enjoy learning from other people and chatting and, you know, just um, sharing what I know so that I can learn from other people as well. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity. It's really, really a privilege. Okay. It was great chatting to you, Zach. Happy birding. Awesome. Cheers, man. That was such a cool podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast streamer. And be sure to follow us on all social media platforms. Until next time, happy birding.